0: This is Westfair Business Buzz from Westfair Communications, publisher of the Westchester County Business Journal. I'm Peter Katz of Westfair Communications, and with me is Howard Greenberg, who's been active as a commercial real estate broker since 1986 and formed Howard Properties Limited in 1998, Greenberg has extensive experience in tenant representation, corporate services as well as landlord representation, and property marketing. He works in many product types, including office, flex, warehouse, industrial, data center, and retail and Let's begin, Howard, by looking back at two thousand nineteen. How did real estate do, and what do you see as we begin twenty twenty
1: great, um as I was researching uh, what happened in twenty nineteen one of the things that I realized is that it's not all about the office market anymore. And if we look at new developments on, on what used to be the pl- called the Platinum Mile, uh, it's really what I call omni-channel development. I liken it to retail, where you can buy something online, you can return it to the store, you can buy it in the store uh, and return it online, do whatever you want. And that is what's happening in our commercial real estate markets and this is now going to form uh, what used to be a 100 percent office park into a park that contains a hotel, uh, residential, and a large retail sector. Uh, In the park next door, uh, the former Gannett Drive, now called Westchester Park Drive, uh... the old three gannett is going to be knocked down it's a one hundred and sixty thousand square foot office building they're going to build two new multifamily apartment buildings across the street there are two existing office buildings and just up the road is the two hundred and ten thousand foot lifetime fitness so this is a true live-work-play environment where you can walk literally fifty yards in either in any direction and have one component and the other
0: and of course in the downtowns in white plains and New Rochelle there's been an unprecedented building boom, especially when it comes to what they call transit-oriented development.
1: Right. That is where uh, you can live and walk to the train station, and literally thousands of units have been approved in White Plains and in New Rochelle and in Yonkers. Uh, The attraction in many cases is for uh, millennials and young marrieds to live in an area where they can have an easy commute to the city, and they can rent brand new apartments with large amenity packages for much less than they would smaller, older apartments in Manhattan.
0: What accounts for this building boom? Is it just that people really want to live in New Rochelle, uh, or is it uh, something else that's going on in the real estate community?
1: Well, I think it's a lot of things. The The young millennials and young marrieds uh, really want to have that short commute and they really want to be in a walkable area with bars and restaurants and services and things like that. And this is a trend that's not only happening in Westchester, but it's happening throughout the United States. Uh, Even in White Plains, for instance, we're actually converting some existing office buildings into multifamily residential, which is doing two things, providing new inventory in the residential sector and reducing the inventory in the office sector.
0: In your experience, is there one particular financial element that is making it easy for developers to put up what they want to develop?
1: Well, it's kind of fashionable right now to have rental apartments. For some reason, condominiums have gone out of fashion and it's more difficult to finance them. And by the same token, the young marrieds and millennials don't want to deal with a house and a backyard and all the maintenance that, that that requires. So when you put that all together, they'd like to be in a place where they don't need a car or need one car for two people and can walk to the train, commute into the city in 38 minutes or so and go to work.
0: Well, leasing activity seems to be at an unprecedented level. Is that a fair observation?
1: It's at a good level. Uh, it's a, we, we leased about uh, 1.8 million square feet of office space this year, about 4.2 percent higher than we did in 2018. But the real key is that over the last 10 or 12 years, we've turned what used to be a 32 million square foot uh, market for multi-tenant office space into a 27 million square foot market. So we've knocked down 5, 6 million square feet of office space. So we, while we may not have increased the actual demand, we've certainly decreased the supply, which uh, has the same effect on the equation.
0: Does that also have the effect of forcing prices up or have the prices been fairly stable?
1: Prices are rising slightly in the suburban buildings. They've been rising significantly in the White Plains CBD for since 2016. They've been rising 2 to $3 a square foot in the White Plains Central Business District since that year.
0: What do you think the future is going to hold as we go into 2020? It's a presidential election year. Uh, we think we know what's going to happen to interest rates, which may be not terribly much, but we're not sure, of course. We have the world economy, which can be kind of a crazy thing if you're (laughs) looking for predictability. What what do you see? How do you see that impacting real estate here in Westchester and in the metro area? I
1: I see the positives continuing. Uh, Certainly the multifamily development is is a big positive for Westchester, reinvigorating uh, the, the cities. And and as I said, we've got reduced office supply, so that is going to help keep the uh, vacancy down in the market sector and help to uh, raise rents to points that make it profitable for the owners who've had increased expenses and no rent growth for a very long time now.
0: What do the owners have to do to make aging properties more attractive for today's market?
1: That's a good challenge in Westchester. I mean, we're really talking about buildings that were built in the late 70s and early 80s for the most part. We have not built a multi-tenant building since the mid-80s. So, in many cases, new owners have come in and bought some of the older properties that have not had capital investment, and they're repositioning them. And what we mean by repositioning is they're, they're bringing new lobbies, new public carters, new bathrooms, new landscaping, new amenities, and turning, they can't change the age of the product, but they're turning it into a much more attractive package with newer finishes and, and things that uh, tenants want to have.
0: Along with that we're seeing new developers operating in Westchester who maybe have been shy about the county before. What do you attribute that to, the the Lennar being
1: active? Well, we're seeing major developers. Lennar is, I believe, the largest home builder in the country. Toll Brothers, RXR, Extel, Rose Associates, Fisher Brothers. These are New York-based developers and national developers. And I think that the they are seeing an increased vitality in the county and they're seeing an increased demand for a high-quality, multifamily product. And the buildings that have gone up, whether they be in White Plains, Yonkers, and New Rochelle, and have been into and through the leasing phase, have done very well. They've leased up quickly. And most important, many of the people that have leased them are people coming in from New York City, coming in from other areas representing a new influx of population into Westchester. From
0: your perspective of a couple of decades in Westchester real estate, do you see a point where there's going to be saturation, for example, not at some point there's only so much development you can do next to railroad stations you just run out of space Mm -hmm. so so where do you reach the saturation point on things like transit oriented oriented development
1: well as much as has been built there are still areas that are to be built for instance Uh, The city of White Plains has so far taken two or three years to get a proposal together uh, to select a developer to develop the uh, parcels that are adjacent to the White Plains Metro North Station. It's a very slow process. Um, And don't forget that there are many stages to the development process. There's the approval process, there's the, the bidding process, the construction process, the, the lease-up process. So some of these buildings are online now, some of them are in various earlier stages of, of uh, uh, the, the process, and they're not going to be up and running and ready for lease for two, three, five years. It depends on, on the project. So I think there's going to be a fairly orderly introduction of projects to the market, not everything coming online in one time.
0: Is there going to be a trend to the north to move things further north in Westchester to see more development in Putnam, in Dutchess, across the river? Uh, is that going to happen, or is there still plenty of room for development here in Westchester proper?
1: Well, I. I... I look at Putnam and Dutchess very, in Orange County very differently than Westchester. There's land up there. There's plenty of land. We, we don't have raw land in lower Westchester, but if we talk about the, the office parks and all of the demolition of vacant, uh, obsolete office buildings and things of that nature, we are kind of creating new sites uh... for development in lower Westchester and to your comment about northern Westchester the biggest thing that may be happening there is that the 1.2 million square foot former IBM campus uh... is reportedly going through an approval process to be leased to a private stem school science technology engineering and math and if that happens that huge overhang of empty office space will come off the off these statistics and the market uh... overall vacancy rate will drop something like four or five points.
0: How difficult is it really for developers to get financing? And uh, we've had you know, some developers say, oh, it's easy. Uh, the banks are, are very happy to lend uh, to us. No problem at all. Is that the reality of, the, of what you've been able to observe?
1: Uh, I have not heard of any projects that have been abandoned for lack of financing, and particularly when you're talking about TOD development, transit-oriented development, that's that's a real plus for the banks because these are tried and true locations, whether they're in Westchester or anywhere else. Just the ability to walk to a train and commute is a very valuable thing. And also with these numbers, I happen to be a member of the West, the uh, New Rochelle Industrial Development Agency, which deals with the development incentives, tax incentives for developers that are coming in, and we look very closely at these numbers and how the return for the developers is going to be a fair return, but not a, an overwhelmingly uh, profitable return. Everybody wants it to be fair, and certainly there's affordable housing components on these new projects and so on. So, so far the banks and, you know, have been willing to lend, and we're certainly in a low interest rate environment that helps that as well.
0: How important is affordable housing these days in the Westchester marketplace? And by the same token, housing which is going to enable empty nesters to stay in the county?
1: Well, it's interesting that a lot of the apartments that are coming up, the great majority of the apartments that are being approved and constructed, are studios and one bedrooms, again, catering to the young marrieds and the millennials. Uh, not a lot of two bedrooms and very, very few. Uh, three-bedroom. The affordable housing is an extremely important part of the market because it is being mandated by municipalities throughout the county, Um, but I I think we have to redefine affordable. Affordable, in my view, in Westchester is really what we call workforce housing. It's for teachers, firemen, policemen, uh, people of that nature because these Uh, Housing units are pegged at generally 80% of the average median income in Westchester County. If that's about $80,000, your average median income that it's pegged at is something like $64,000 per person or $126,000 per couple. So that's not affordable in in the sense of uh, of, uh, poor people, but it's certainly affordable in Westchester County as far as the empty nesters are concerned especially those with with large homes which are uh... having difficulty selling them in many cases uh... you know we do need product for empty nesters who want to stay in the county but don't necessarily want a home anymore and these new buildings are, are going to form some of that with the same uh, amenities for the empty nesters as they have for the young people and the t-o-d development where they can walk to the train and go to the theater and and avail themselves of all the new york city attractions sure.
0: There's been quite some controversy as to the effect the salt cap has had. Uh, The federal government putting a cap on the deductibility of state and local taxes. And of course, that includes property taxes, which is a, a major portion of the tax burden here in Westchester. Uh, but there's been some controversy as as to the real effectiveness. What have you been able to sense in your dealings? Has it been a, 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 a real drag on the market, or, or has there been not that much impact?
1: Well, I think the most difficult part of the market right now is the higher end of the market, the over $2 million homes. And when you look at those, and those homes' taxes could be sixty five, eighty-five, one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. That's a huge difference for someone to to be able to have full deductibility versus a ten thousand dollar deductibility. And and this too I think is part of the advantage of the rental apartments where young people are not as anxious to own homes before they have young children but the, mar- the, the market segment that has been moving the fastest is the entry-level homes, that six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar home in Westchester. That's the hottest market today for the young marrieds with, you know, young children.
0: And what about the commercial office market? Some people say it's it's deader than a doornail. Uh, is, is that true? Is the market going to spring back to the, maybe the heyday of the seventies and eighties? What, what do you see?
1: Well, I think that, uh, first of all, I think the market's very healthy right now. I think the combination of strong local demand and the reduction in the inventory has made the market very healthy. Um, we're, we're not generally attracting companies from New York, as we have not in my 33 years of experience in the market. And part of it is, very honestly, we don't have the new high-tech product that, you know, the Apples and the Googles and so on want. And for us to be able to build that, the vacancy rates would have to be, you know, very low single digits because to build a new office building with the mechanicals and the uh, environmental advantages and the amenities that people want today, uh, you know, the rents in that building could be in the 40s, dollars per square foot, as opposed to in the mid-20s in suburban office buildings today. That's a big delta for someone to be willing to pay for a new building.
0: And what about the flex uh, space market? Do you see that as as tight, as uh, plenty of space available? Uh, Where do you see that going?
1: Definitely tight, definitely not a lot of space available. The flex and industrial markets, flex meaning office warehouse combinations, office light assembly combinations, have always been in the say mid 90s occupancy rate even when the market was slow it's a unique product robert martin company developed it in in the uh the 70s and and 80s and so on and it's a very important product and nobody's building any more of it so that part that market is going to continue to stay tight
0: and when people come to you seeking your services what do they tell you about their problem and how does this Flow to the bottom line when they come to Greenberg, how do you help them improve their bottom line?
1: Well, real estate has always been the second largest expense of a business after human resources, and today, as rents are starting to go up, uh, that is truer than it has been. It's, it's getting even closer. Uh, secondly, you know, when the markets are soft, uh, a company can move into a space and know that there's going to be expansion in the building, that they can, if they need to grow, they can expand or push out the walls and so on. Today, that's not necessarily the case. So I really do try to kind of counsel my clients to look to five or seven years in the future, try to... Uh, earmark what they think their needs are going to be and make sure that they're taken care of today because I don't think that kind of expansion that we've been so used to is going to be so readily available in the future.
0: And finally what is the big picture that Howard Greenberg sees in Westchester real estate today versus 30 years ago?
1: Well 30 years ago it was all about the office market. Uh, Today as I say it's much more omni-channel And it's very interesting to watch the apartments, to watch the uh, medical, which has become a tremendous part of our market in in many ways, to watch retail, uh, what's being developed, and so on. And I think it's a much more balanced market, and certainly the office market and the industrial and flex market are healthier than they have been in many decades.
0: Howard Greenberg of Howard Properties, located in Valhalla, thanks for being with us. Join us again for Westfair Business Buzz.